In an age of uncertainty due to changing work demands and digital disruption, the role of a leader is forever changing. My name is Luron and you're listening to HLE Live Podcasts. On this episode, I'm joined by Anka Janssen. We'll be discussing the increased importance of leadership and instilling a positive company culture. Welcome, Anka. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Lou. Thank you for having me. It's great being here. Thanks. Great. So could you just start off by introducing yourself and your role at Carmichael Fisher? Yeah, Lou. No worries. So um, I'm a group managing director at Carmichael Fisher. We are an executive search and HR advisory firm. And this role, I'm working across all the teams in uh, client development and key client relationships. I actually assumed this role two months ago. Before that, I was leading the life science team for Carmichael Fisher, which I um, created and established actually seven years ago. Wow, fair enough. Mm. So what would you say are the most uh, biggest challenges in the sort of exciting parts of your role? I love working with the teams. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the most exciting part was obviously when you create something for a company from scratch, um, then I had a vision of having a very international team working internationally across EMEA and the US. Um, And then I was sitting alone in my little office um, and now going into our headquarter and seeing the team there working, having amazing people in my team, which I think will be much better than I am in the future, is is, is humbling and a great experience. Um, the most exciting part of my job is definitely developing developing people yeah, mm, and working yeah. with people. And that's yeah. the best thing, sort of developing people, seeing them grow and things like that. Absolutely. I um, guess um, sort of as a, as a leader, do you mm. feel like that sort of role has changed in the past 10 to 15 years? Mm. Like, do you feel leaders are more... Um, in, like invested in developing people um, rather than sort of going for business goals or do you feel like it's a bit of both? Yeah, I think the role has changed. I mean, I'm I'm now a leader, but obviously in the past I was part of a team. So I've seen a few changes. I think years ago I realized that we had a bit more of an autocratic leadership style. There was a, often, you know, I could observe... It was okay being in a leadership team and saying, okay, we are the leadership team. We make the decisions. Guys, we let you know our decision and we will decide what kind of information you will get from us. Um, I think that has dramatically changed due to different dimensions. I think nowadays it's much more about inspirational leadership than directed, directiveness. It's also about participation, a democratic leadership style, much more emerging and based on the situation. Um, employees, people want to be empowered. They want to be part of the vision. They want to know what the vision is. And they want to know what their part and their role is. Um, and and they are, you know, they want to have buy-in. And if you're able to create that, you you will have a very motivational workforce. So I, I can see that I could see that in my own development because I I wanted to know more and I can see that also in my team. They want to be part of something. Yeah, definitely. And mm. with this team sort of changing, do you feel like it's quite difficult for leaders to inspire their workforce because the demands of the workforce are changing? So more people are working flexibly, more people are sort of communicating through digital collaboration tools. Mm. Do you feel like it's it's a bit more difficult now to engage your workforce as a leader? Um, I, I think it's different. Mm. 
I don't think it's more difficult. I think it's different. Uh, I mean, due to the changes we are seeing, um, most notably technology changes, a lot of things have changed. Um, uh, I mean, technology has changed. Let's say consumer behavior has changed um, the way we work. Uh, you mentioned remote leadership styles. Um, I think it's, it's, it's difficult in a sense when you don't show agility and flexibility towards the new developments and, and stick a little bit, you know, in your old role. I think you need to adapt to changes and you need to actually extend your, your own skill set. Um, I think it's a lifelong learning. I think the minute you, you think you got it all, um, you have a problem nowadays. <laughs> I think it's a challenge. Um, and uh, so in that sense, it's different. And you need to make an extra effort in terms of communication. So in a world of technology and emailing and, and online, um, I think it's very important you emphasize uh, human interaction in terms of communication. You nearly need to over communicate. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I, I work from a remote leadership position right now. I have a team sitting ac across EMEA um, with the headquarters in London and I travel a lot. Um, my job really is to over communicate and make sure everyone knows where we are. Um, you know, a, a visit uh, and a call and, and a communication on a one-on-one -on -one basis always the team is really important and email is not good enough after a while. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> and I think that um, it's so important for this sort of remote workforce mm. to be constantly communicating through regular tools because I think if people, if companies nail that, then it definitely increases productivity. But if they stick to the old traditional way of emailing people, then it might sort of be a bit difficult to engage sort of workforces in that sense. Yeah, I think uh, it's just important that you use all channels. I mean, what is it with a leader? A leader is, is the person who sets the vision and the framework for the organization, the team, the division. And um, and then, you you know, the team, the managers, everyone has their own role to execute and, and, and also to come up with innovation and, and to help, you know, to, to bring that to life. Um, so I think it's it's important if we speak about remote workforce and how you deal with the communication as a piece of the culture. Yeah, it's important to instill a culture where, you know, where transparent communication, frequent communication is, is important. It can be via email, but it's just important that you keep a human interaction meetings, team meetings, also socials, um, very important one-on-one -on -one coachings, um, that you keep that uh, a little bit old-fashioned in a, in a way that you actually speak. Um, I think only email, you know, if, if someone sits somewhere remotely and receives only an email but never a call or is never invited to a team meeting, you will, you have a problem because someone feels not included. And the inclusiveness is very important, especially when you have people all over the world. Mm, yeah, and inclusiveness and sort of recognition really matters in today's age. Yeah. I think um, employees now are caring more about the business and sort of what they get out of the business and that's why leaders are so important because if you have a leader that's very inspirational and very motivated to work then you instantly want to work for that company rather than sort of doing a few years here and then doing a few years there you want to actually stay in and grow within the company which is quite a good thing for leaders but it's quite tough to, mm. to, to find that sort of motivated leader in itself because 
finding an authentic leader that's um, so invested in their job is quite difficult in itself potentially I think because a lot of people just um, go to work to work really and finding a passionate leader is, is quite difficult I think in today's age I think yeah I mean look uh, ideally you do something you like then you can show passion right I mean my viewers from from so I, I do something I like a lot and I would and I love to show that energy and I like to bring that in my team and and I think it's important for me to also look into the team and ensure that that people feel comfortable in a way that they also are energized yeah because you do you know you don't you work in order to live and not the other way around and and you should do something you enjoy then it's easy to show passion and commitment etc etc yeah so that's 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 my my take on this um but yeah some people go to work because it's just something they do fair enough um that that might be okay in in some positions but um ideally i mean the dream is having a team which which understands what you want to achieve as a leader and follows you via motivation and not because you control it yeah um i believe in motivational leadership style and and not in controlling because people should do this or should contribute because they would like to do it and they see a meaning and a purpose in doing it and then you have an energy and then you have people who are really going this extra mile I don't need to be around to check on it that's you know not needed they do it because they want to do it and we have a, and we have the same goal and at the end when we achieve something and we have a great success I think it's really important that it's not about the leader yeah it's about the team the leader should be facilitating have the vision but facilitating and the team is actually doing the work and should receive the recognition it's not about the leader anymore i think that's also a big change from from the past 10 to 15 years these celebrity leaders who kind of you know celebrated themselves i think this is a bit nearly old school i think nowadays it's about the team and making doing things together yeah yeah and and mm. speaking about the team like mm. um i think in today's sort of workforce we have people working all over the place um we have different sort of generations in one sort of workforce mm. how how difficult is that for leaders to manage um that sort of change because you have someone working who's just came into the job and you have someone who's working he's been working for like 40 years and getting those people to communicate and sort of engage well together is, is quite a tough thing for leaders do you not think it is it is I think it's it's an extra effort especially as when you have lots of different nationalities for example in a team yeah uh, diff people you know with us for example all working language is English I mean I'm not a native English speaker I have I mean 12 nationalities my team I have you know different gender I have different age categories so I think in, it, it, it requires an extra effort and it requires first of all um, an open mind and respect um, you just need to be open for different views and um, you know that people say maybe the same thing in a different way and you just need to appreciate that and don't see it as a hurdle that something is different. I think diversity and a difference should be seen as something enriching. And if you achieve that, then that's a great energy within the team. I think then it's important for the leader because the diversity is great. But the big thing, the second step is inclusion. 
If you're very diverse but not inclusive, then you have no gain. So I think it's very important for a leader to ensure, you know, that you that we are inclusive. Hmm. Yeah. And do you feel like that sort of um, inclusiveness comes from both sides, or is it up to the leader to very much enforce that um, strategy instantly um, when they come into a workforce? Because um, so, for example, um, if you hire 10 people, then mm. it's, it's going to be quite difficult for them themselves to sort of communicate themselves. Um, but then for a leader, it, it might be quite important to enforce that sort of um, inclusiveness instantly. Do you, do you feel like that comes from a leader or do you feel like it comes from both sort of parties? Yeah, I mean, I can also speak from my own experience. I think, of course, the leader should set and should be an example, should lead by example. Um, but also be open for new approaches. Yeah. So, so I have facilitated and coached in the past and tried to do, you know, and did the team integration. And in some respect, uh, in some instances, I tried my best. Uh, but I got feedback that another way might be even better. And I think it's really important as a leader to have an open dialogue into both into both ways, yeah. So that you are not too dominant as a leader. That you come up with something and you try and coach and you have a vision, but you're always open for a communication back to you for dialogue, and to encourage people to come up with different thinking and innovation. I think that's very important because only then you you can be really inclusive and integrate people uh, in a way that that it will you know do justice for everyone because people are very different and no one is perfect mm, yeah it's a great point and especially in sort of today's age with them um, companies looking to adopt new sort of working policies flexible working policies you know um, work-life balance I think the feedback from their workforce is very key because one size doesn't fit all and other companies are different to other companies so like large and small like I don't think there's one sort of key fix and um, if companies um, approach their workforce with feedback and adjust their leadership based on their feedback then that will hopefully um, regard sort of them business success for them I think maybe actually yeah I mean you're right I mean it's, it's I can see it also in, in my own team work-life balance is really important uh, some people you know want to spend some time in a sabbatical for example yet they would just want this flexibility and then maybe come back afterwards and um, you know some people want to work from home because they, it's just important to also you know kind of have some time for some private things and it's it's easier for them working from home I think this thinking needs to be much more flexible than years and years ago. And I think this is it's important that you trust people and you show a lot of respect. I think a, a, a positive view on human beings and your team is important. Yeah, trust is important. Control and, and, and assuming the worst will be counterproductive here. Um, and when you think about that, that, that you need to be, you know, you need to create something special, something people want to buy into, something people feel, okay, this is a special place. Yeah, I know what, what my part is. I love that. I, it's clear for me. I love my contribution. I can see I'm developed. Um, I, I'm in the right place. I feel I hurt. Um, I feel I'm professionally uh, valued as a, as a person, but I'm also valued as a human being. Someone is listening and hearing to me. I think that really makes a difference. Mm. Um, it made a difference in past for me. 
you know i i wanted to be heard and 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 to be acknowledged as as a professional being but also as a, as a human being i think it's really important that that both you know goes together go together yeah mm, yeah definitely and that um, sort of plays a part into company culture as well which is becoming once again more ever important in today's age how like for a company like um, carmichael fisher how mm. um how has the sort of culture transitions mm. um, as of late? Like, um, have we have you seen a positive shift in the right direction to company culture? Yeah, of course. I mean, culture is something which you know it's nearly hard to explain sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's just there. You can see a certain behavior, um, and um, but it's just important to be to be aware of that. So with Carmichael Fisher, we obviously started as a very very small firm. When you sit there with a few people, <laughs> um, you know you you kind of uh, define you know what's right or wrong, what kind of culture. It just de- develops. But when you grow, it's really important to be aware of okay, what is our DNA. What is important for us? Yeah, because when if and when you grow, you cannot speak to everyone every day. Yeah, so you have, you know, groups developing on their own. And and I think what we try to do and, and, and what we're always aiming to do is to show people, look, you know, you are important for us. We want to listen. Yes, you know, you need to work hard. We know we are demanding. We want to be, you know, top notch in the market. We want to excel. And we know we ask you a lot, you know, to do a lot for that. But we also want to develop you. So reach out. We are here also as a resource, as a platform for you. So we want to listen to you. Um, So that's the professional side. And also, I mean, look, I hired my team, for example, all over Europe, um, including from from Russia, coming to London. I feel that's a big responsibility, you know, having people coming to London. So there's for me also strong personal personal dimension on this, you know, to understand what is important for someone on a personal basis. You know, everyone has something happening in their life. There's a family. You know, we, we had, you know, I'm the nursery of the Carmichael Fisher. It's people, you know, they're babies. So it's important that, that you that you have empathy and a high emotional intelligence. I think that's also really important nowadays. Mm, yeah, and that's um, regarding sort of the human touch and everything like that. Um, with sort of digital environment and mm. sort of digital disruption, do you feel like these sort of technological advances are benefiting that sort of um, aids um, and needs for culture or do you feel like it's sort of risking it because a lot more people now are sort of so for example if you have like an office or open plan office um, and then you were I was sitting like quite close to you would I maybe go on slack and like message you or do you think that has an effect Um, because it sort of replaces sort of the human touch in comparison to going up to someone, having a chat instead of just slacking them or like dropping them an email. It's a little <laughs> yeah. more instant, right? Well, if you would sit like two meters away and email me, I would stand up and say, oh, hi, I'm here. <laughs> Let's speak. Yeah. Um, and because that happened, yeah, sometimes it is easier to, you know, people think, oh, let me send an email. Um, maybe she's busy. I don't want to disrupt her. No, then make an effort and say, look, I'm here. Speak to me. Yeah, mm. I'm available. I'm approachable. Um, I mean, yeah, with these technologies also, what we haven't really grasped yet is artificial intelligence, for example, yeah, which will, you know, play a main role in the future. We don't know yet really how much. I think it's 
these technologies, I think, are on the one hand very useful. They help us to be more efficient and, and they help us to operate in, in maybe faster because we know the world is changing. Everything is faster, more dynamics, etc. But I think it's also really important. I mean, we are a people business. I just saw you an HR and some advisory. Um, regardless how much technology is around here, some parts of our job can be, you know, taken over by a technology. But there are the, the unique part is the human interaction and life experience. Yeah. And this is something you can only get in speaking to each other and not being on email. Yeah. And, and this goes the same for a leader. You cannot sit somewhere and send an email to the team. Okay, team meeting via Skype now. And, 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 and don't, can't be bothered to, to travel to the team. That cannot happen. You need to be in a room, read the room, see the team. And only then you understand what's right or wrong. And, and, and they see you and, and understand you're approachable. That's very, very important, especially in a world where, you know, talent is rare. We, we you know, every it's 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 you want to attract good people you want to keep them you want to develop them and you want to convince them to stay so i think it's really important to make this effort mm, yeah and then talent attraction is another, it's another conversation mm. like it's a huge war on talent and retention as well so mm. people are staying in careers for like two years and they're moving on mm. like the average person spends like three or four three or five careers over mm. a lifespan it's, it's, it's quite it's quite difficult for mm. hr professionals and businesses in general to retain their to retain their top guys and is that quite a challenge for you, for you guys? Yeah, or? I mean, it's... Um, look, I'm 10 years now in the company, <laughs> so something went right. <laughs> and I'm I'm very humbled. I have people who spend uh, five, six, seven years or more in my, my team. And obviously, sometimes someone decided to do something else, which is it's absolutely fine. That can happen. Depends on where you are in your life. Um, yes, it is, you know, it is a challenge. I think it's important, and this goes back to the culture piece, Lou. Um, if you have a culture which, you know, is consistent, if you have a DNA in your company, team, organization, which makes sense for people, which is clear on vision purpose, which is meaningful, then obviously it's it's easier to retain people because for them it's clear what can happen in terms of career development, in terms of their own role. I think the moment you have, you know, a lack of career perspective, a lack of certainty, uh, a non-transparent communication process or decision-making processes, then obviously you are challenged. Yeah. So this goes back to our cultural uh, discussion. Um, it's important to really work hard on on your culture. I mean, positive culture means maybe different things for different people. But you know, really look into this. Everyone wants to have a great culture. If you ask someone, do you want to have a great culture? No one will say no. Yeah. So everyone say yes, but then look really in your organization and see, okay, what what is the culture? What is the feedback? You know, where am I right now? Challenge yourself as a leader, you know, make sure you, you don't kind of get get blind make sure you see and no one is perfect as I said if there's a challenge it's fine you can deal with it people will appreciate that no one is perfect 
But a positive culture is important because, you know, it, it retains talent. Um, you know, it, it, it's a higher customer satisfaction. Um, and actually revenues go up when you have a great culture. When the culture is, is toxic, yeah, you, you have people leaving, you have customers complaining, you have high insurance costs. So I think, you know, even when you see it from without, you know, I spoke a lot about emotional intelligence, even if you see it from pure commercial terms, working on a culture is really important because it makes sense for a business. Yeah. Mm. Um, question for you, because I just heard um, um, in, a, in a tech TED talk, something which I really found fascinating. There was this study with, with companies. So there are two groups of listed companies. Uh, one li uh, group of companies was selected. They have no emphasis on culture, not a big emphasis. Doing well, not big emphasis on culture. The other group, big emphasis on culture. So they were observed 11 years. And then, you know, the, it was tested what the shareholder value increase was with the group who was not actually looking, you know, into culture, which was not on the top of the agenda. The shareholder value increase was 71%. So now the other group, which has culture on their agenda. So how much do you think was that percentage? Well, I assume like twenty percent more. I, I assume like um, like double the growth, right? Yeah, it was nine hundred percent. It was twelve times the amount of the other group. Wow! I found this fascinating. That's incredible. Yeah, so it makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think um, with company culture, I mean, yeah, it varies like depending on the company that you work for. But <clears throat> if you um, don't have a if you have a toxic culture, and you are um, you enjoy your job, then it will only be your job, maybe. Um, but then if you have a good company culture, you love working there, you love going to work, you're more motivated, you're more engaged with your workforce and everything like that. So it makes everything better. That's a huge percentage. Yeah. I'm surprised about that 900%. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, because I was asked the question, I obviously didn't get it right. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, really? Wow. You know, it's a huge, huge percentage because, mm. as you said, if, if, you know, and I had once the experience where I was in a culture which wasn't right for me, you know. Um, and yeah, you do your job, but you just don't enjoy it and that makes you you know unsettled first you think maybe it's your own fault it makes you unsettled but certainly it doesn't make you stay you know and and doing something you love every day in an environment where you feel accepted included and recognized yes challenge that's all right because you want to be maybe someone and you want to develop that's all good and not everything is gold every day we know that but if you are in an environment where you know you support it of course you like to stay Yeah, you still might think, okay, I loved it here. I've been here for five years. I, I had someone I had, she stayed five years, a brilliant person, but then just wanted a different career. And I said, yeah, I understand you. You just want something completely different, but we, we're still in touch. Yeah. So I think that that's a great outcome. Um, I don't, you know, you should, you should be professional if someone wants to leave to something else. Don't take it personal. Mm. But I think what, what I really, what we really should try to achieve is that people leave not because, you know, they feel um, they haven't been respected or they hadn't had a chance or they feel demotivated. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's not great feedback. Mm, yeah. And then when they 
person leaves a company, I think it's more than sort of ticking the box and like maybe yeah. send an email out or like write a, write in a card, maybe going out for a drink with them, going out for a coffee and just like talking to them and keeping in contact with them because people actually appreciate that. And I think companies are now becoming so much more transparent through Glassdoor and like company reviews and everything like that. That kind of stuff is, is quite important because people care it, they care about compensation and salary obviously but they also care about culture employee benefits staff retention and things like that and high turnover will definitely sort of impact their company no, no matter how big the company yeah. is I think yeah I agree socials are important team days out it's important for them also to spend a te- team you know just my team had just a team day out and, and it's great because they got to know each other also on a different note not mm. only being in a project, you know, so, and and I think that's really really important. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So looking forward, to looking to the future. Mm. Um, as we mentioned before, flexible working, um, the gig economy is rising. Sort of people are spending more time skyping and going into meetings. And we've mentioned culture before, but do you feel like culture can be negatively impacted? as we advance to the future with, for example, artificial intelligence, flexible working, digital collaboration tools, and everything else, um, the human touch and the physical sort of communication is taking a bit of a back step. It's, it's still very important, but as we maybe advance to the world of work, we might see sort of um, human interaction maybe take a bit of a sort of a, a back step. Yeah, as I said, you need to make an extra effort. First of all, it depends on what kind of business you're working. If you're in a digital business, maybe there are different requirements than in, in, a, in, a, in a professional services consulting business. Um, but yes, I can imagine that in some instances, artificial intelligence will will make uh, some roles or jobs a bit isolated. And um, remote working styles very much on vogue. Um, some people might realize that it can be lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what is important, um, talking about leadership styles and the changes in the future, to to kind of have an open dialogue on this just not to say okay that's the way it is right now you know we have all remote a bit lonely okay let's have an extra call let's say okay if that's the case should we change something yeah that's important if you just let it go and let it develop and then technology dominates you then you're not using it yeah make sure you use it but in a positive way for whatever business you're in and um so you know so the technology then adapts to the culture you want to have and not the other way around mm, yeah uh, that's a great point to end on that's unfortunately we have time today but um thank you so much for joining us today Anka. it was lovely having having you here in the studio and it was definitely very insightful to hear about your thoughts about leadership and company culture so great thank you thank you very much Lewis. it was great being here thanks so much cheers um Thank you for tuning in to HLD Live. Be sure to tune in next week where we'll be talking to a new guest on HLD. See you then.